2 Timothy 1.7 For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. Matthew chapter 6 27-34 Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith! Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Shalom Malachim, peace be upon you. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. You know, that verse is, is so true. Don't worry about tomorrow. Like, today has enough trouble of its own. Don't spend your time being afraid, being worried. God has not given us a spear, a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Today, we are looking at our prophet's portion for this week. I believe this is week four. And this week's portion is 2 Kings chapter 4. It's actually the first 37 verses, but we're just going to read the whole thing. And um, it deals with the prophet Elisha. Or Elisha. And uh, not to be confused with the prophet Elijah. And what we have here is we have Elisha performing a few miracles here. We have the widow's oil. We have the Shunammite woman who had this longing in her heart to conceive a child, but she was unable to. Which is why this week we have this portion in the prophets. is because the Torah portion for this week is dealing with Sarah and Abraham and their the birth of their child at an old age. So you have the Shunammite woman... And then you have an issue with her child. It passes away. And she comes to the prophet and begs him to help. And Elisha raises the child from the dead. And so what we have here is a series of miracles. Reminders to us that, that all things are possible with God. No matter how dark and bleak and impossible they may seem to our human eyes. Sometimes God allows things to get so hopeless so that he can magnify himself and show you his glory and to test the true faith 
of his people. Do you really believe or do you not? Do you only believe when it's easy? What about when the heat is turned up and you're starting to sweat? Do you still believe then? Do you still trust then? Do you still love God then? Do you still serve God then? And that's really what we learn from this Shumanite woman. In the most impossible circumstance, she doesn't curse God. In fact, she says it is well with me. We know that we know that song, right? It is well with my soul. Could we honestly sing that today? Or do our circumstances or who the president is or isn't or do these or what the media says, do these things determine how great our faith is or isn't or how much we trust God? Maybe that's the question he's presenting before us right now as we face the challenges that we're facing. Let's read our portion for today. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 37. But like I say, we're going to go ahead and read the last few verses and finish off the chapter today. 2 Kings, King James Bible. Let's have a look. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, thy husband is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when they are come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all of those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him, and she shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her. She poured out, and it came to pass, when the vessels were full, she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came, and she told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou thy children of the rest. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, and there was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that, that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither and eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set up for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said to the Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shumanite. And when he had called her, she stood before him, and he said, and, she, and he said unto him, Say now to, unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is it to be done for thee? What is thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? 
She answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily she hath no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door, and he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at the season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to the lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him, he brought him to his mother. And he sat at her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and she laid him on the bed of the man of God. And she shut the door upon him and went out. And she called him to her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither noon, new moon, nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward, slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and she came into the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass, when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, yonder, is that the Shumanite? Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child? And she answered, It is well. And when she came to the man of God to the hills, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near and thrust her away, and the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord had the Lord hath hid it from me, and hath not told me. Then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, Gird up thy lines, and take thy staff in thy hand, and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, answer him not again, and lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth, and as my soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose, and he followed her. And Gehazi passed on before them, and he laid the staff upon the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him, and he told him, saying, The child is not awakened. And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead, and laid upon his bed. He went in, therefore, and shut the door upon them twain, and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up, and he lay upon the child, and he put his mouth upon his mouth, and his eyes upon his eyes, and his hands upon his hands, and he stretched himself upon the child. And the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned, and he walked in the house to and fro, and he went up, and he stretched himself upon the child, upon him, and the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi, and he said, Call the Shumanite. So he called her, and when she was come in unto him, he said, Take up thy son. Then she went in, and she fell at his feet, and bowed herself to the ground, and took up her son, and went out. So that's the end of the portion. We're getting ready to read the last, like, five verses here of the chapter. But let's just deal with this woman. You know, she's a great example of great faith. You know, when her child dies, 
she goes and lays him on the bed. The first thing that comes to her mind is the man of God. God is the first first thing she thinks of. So she puts the child on the man of God's bed and she goes to her husband. She says, let me go. I got to go talk to the prophet. And he's like, really? You're going to go right this minute? And she says, it shall be well. Right there's her first, or I mean the first words of great faith. Her first action was of great faith was to lie, lay the child on the man of God's bed and then tell her husband she needs to go see the prophet. And she says, it is well. It shall be well. She believed that God could take this impossible situation and turn it around. And as she's approaching Elisha, the prophet, sends his servant Gehazi to go find out what's wrong with her. And so the servant gets to her and says, is, it, you know, is, is everything okay with your husband, with your child? And she says, it is well. She's still being of faith. And then once she gets to the man of God, she breaks down, falls at his feet. And she reminds him, didn't, didn't I say not to deceive me in this? How can you, know, how can you give me this child? And, now, and, then, and then take it away. And so, Elisha goes, and he raises the child from the dead. Interestingly enough, the child sneezes seven times. I'm sure there's a study in Nash somewhere. <laughs> and then the child is raised from the dead. But all this, I, th- I, I really think, the moral of this story, what you really tribute this story to, is it's a story about faith. Likewise, in the very beginning, you know, you had the widow. All she has left is a is a bottle of oil. And she goes to the man of God, and she explains that her husband has died, and he's left her with a bunch of dead. And now the debtors are getting ready to come and take her two sons. And he says, "Go collect a bunch of jars from your neighbors and start filling them with that jar of oil you have." Notice what she doesn't do. She doesn't say. What's the point in that? There's only one small jar of oil in my house. I mean, I'm going to pour it out and it's just going to fill one of... You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't compl- she doesn't com- complain or murmur about the impossible impossibleness of what he's asking her to do. Instead, she just follows the instructions. Again, great faith. She starts pouring it in. Fills all these vessels. And yet her vessel remains. faith that's what our portion is really about today and it's you know that's really what the Torah portion is about it's about Abraham believing and trusting in what God had promised let's finish the last like five verses here 38 to 44 I guess it's seven verses and Elisha came Elisha came again to Gilgal And there was a darth in the land, and the sons of the prophets were sitting before him. And he said unto his servant, Sit on the great pot, and seethe pottage for the sons of the prophets. And one went out into the field to gather herbs, and found a wild vine, and gathered thereof wild gourds, his lap full. And he came, and he shared them in the pot of pottage. For they knew them not. So they poured out for the men to eat, and it came to pass, as they were eating the pottage, that they cried out and said, O thou man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat thereof. But he said, Then bring meal. And he cast it into the pot, and he said, Pour out for the people that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. 
And there came a man from Baal-shalisha, and he brought the man of God bread and first fruits, twenty loaves of barley, full ears of corn, and the husk thereof. And he said, Give them to the people that they may eat. And the servitor said, What? Should I set this before a hundred men? And he said again, Give the people that they may eat. For thus saith the Lord, They shall eat and shall leave thereof. So he set it before them, and they did eat, and left thereof according to the word of the Lord. Well, that is the end of our reading and our study for today. And I pray in the powerful name of Jesus, in the powerful name of Yeshua, that you've been blessed and encouraged. May this be a reminder to us that we're supposed to walk by faith, not by sight. We're not to worry about what might happen tomorrow or the next day. Jesus says that, that the trouble of today is sufficient enough, right? Like there, there's enough going on today to worry about. You don't need to be trying to foresee into the future what might develop. It's, we, so many of us do this. And we watch so many shows and news shows of, and uh, podcasts and YouTube videos of people saying, this is what's going to happen if this, you know, if so-and-so takes office or this or this or this, and this is what they're going to do and this is what they want to do. And, and then we get so beat down, so discouraged, so fearful about the future. Jesus is saying, look, one day at a time, walk in faith and do it one day at a time. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. You know, stop stop worrying about all these things. This is what the world chases after. Focus on the kingdom of God and then the things that you need. God knows that you need them. They'll be provided for you. Don't waste so much time worrying about the future. Seek the kingdom of God today. That's your job. That's your mission for the day. Every day. The first, seek the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and to tell people about the kingdom of God that's your purpose in life all these other things are just God's mercies and God's graces that he adds to us that we get to enjoy all the good things that we have they come from God but we shouldn't seek after them such as the Gentiles do all right End of rant. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.